Welcome to Ask Cadence, everyone, the project management podcast. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm sitting here with Connie Plowman. Connie, you are joining us for a whole series. I love it. I love being a guest presenter here in podcasting. Thanks, Pete. It's fantastic. And the pressure is, is so much lower now that you can just come in and out as you please and share your wisdom with us. Well, you might get shortchanged on that, but I'll do my best. <laughs> well, we have, okay, so today it's just you and I, and I feel like we've closed the door and we can, we can really, uh, you know, tell all the old secrets. Okay. Okay. So, so what we're talking about here uh, today, we, you know, we usually sit down and we deal with the grueling project management problems that come from our, uh, from the problem cards that are very real and active project management uh, attendees in our classes write uh, down and return to us. These are the biggest problems that they deal with uh, in the course of their jobs. And this card simply says, "Executives not able to make a decision." which could mean a couple of different things, right? There's lots of reasons why they're not able to make a decision. So that's an interesting card though. It is an interesting card. What, you know, my, at, at first we, you know, number one, it could be a prioritization issue. It could be something where uh, the executive isn't able to, is, is having a challenge making decisions because there isn't a clear organizational understanding of, of you know, how to prioritize projects. That's one reason why they couldn't make a decision. Another one could be, um, outside influences in the organization, that they're not in a position to make the decision right now, perhaps. Right, absolutely. And, and third could be um, that they are operating in an environment of such chaos that they are not enabled to make a decision internally. It could be even as much as administrative issue, uh, that they're just overwhelmed. Correct. So uh, what we decided to do was just take, out, take this on uh, in terms of um, a, a, a motivational uh, take on this particular question. How do you help your CEO, your executive, make tough decisions on time? And so we're going to go back in time a little bit with you. How, how did you, when you were working for a, a, a busy CEO having to make difficult decisions, how did you do it? Well, thanks for the question, Pete, because I had 22 years working here at Cadence and working with John Patton, the CEO, and and my job as a COO in the last five or six years that I had that role was really to help him make the right business decisions for the organization, for our customer, and for the profession. And so I worked very closely with John to make sure that he had not necessarily tools and techniques, but the information he needed for making those decisions. So I can just share a few of those techniques with you if you would like. Absolutely. And I think you've already started, right, is to ensure that they have the right information. What does that look like? Well, for that, I made sure that John had the business aspect for making the decision. When it comes down to making decisions for a business, it can't come from the heart. It has to come from the head. So you have to have the facts in front of you for making that right decision and the impact that that decision will have on the organization or on the project in terms of its cost schedule or performance. So you want to make sure that John had in front of him all the facts in terms of making that decision. He also wanted to have in front of him alternatives. Okay, so here's the problem. Here's three or four alternatives. And here is my recommendation for that decision so that he came in well-informed. Now, with that information, he can do with it what he pleases. But the key thing was that he had all of the details, all of the facts that I had to outline for him clearly so that he could make a business decision either way. I like how you say that the, uh, without all the facts, you, are, you either make an ill-informed decision or an emotional decision. Correct. Makes perfect sense to me. What else? 
Well, another key thing around that was the timing of this communication. Since he's a busy CEO, if he's standing in the middle of the airport, this is not a time to share with him the kinds of information that he needed to know for decision making unless it was urgent. But so I was very selective as to when I shared that information with him in terms of how I shared it as well. In an email, it's one-way communication. My preference was to have a dialogue. Here at Cadence, we use Skype a great deal, and so we could Skype that communication, have a dialogue on this so he could ask me questions as opposed to me just sending him an email, here are the facts, please decide. Sometimes that was necessary when it was urgent, but our preference was to make those informed decisions uh, with a mutual uh, collection of information so that he could dialogue and ask more detail if needed. Okay, so we have we now have all the information. We have presented it in a way that is, uh, you know, easy for busy decision makers to make the right decision or to digest that information. Uh, what else? Well, I also like to look at the time, as well. What is that? What do you mean by time? CEOs and decision makers are very very busy, and so my urgency for this individual to make a decision versus their urgency are two different things. We are in two different worlds when it comes to time. I also recognize and appreciate and value that time is precious. And for the busy CEO to take time to answer my question or make the decision is time. And so I, I want to put in perspective when you're making decisions, it's limited time that you have to use very wisely when you give your business case for this decision and truly respect that time. And once a decision is made, it sticks. And I don't go back and say, well, why did we make that decision? Are you sure you want to re right. you don't want to rethink? Uh... So after John and I would make those decisions, and he would make that decision, I would put it in writing. Per our discussion today, this is the decision that was made. And it was very clear in writing then what that decision was. So as we were communicated to the rest of the organization, we would both stay on track with our thinking behind that decision and why we made the decision we did. Um, but in, in the end, at the end of the day, it was his decision. But as a CEO, as a COO, my responsibility was to communicate that decision to the rest of the organization, because I was in charge of the day-to-day -day management, and he was traveling. Mm -hmm. So I think it was crucial that the message that the CEO and the COO gave to the organization had to be aligned, had to be consistent, and we had to walk the talk. You know the the. Last piece of that, I, I feel like the, this last piece that we haven't really talked about is uh, how you communicate the risk that comes with not making a decision. Part of what is implied in this problem card is that executives, you know, they're not able to make a decision, um, is that there is a risk that comes with inaction. Uh, how do you address that? Well, depending on what the, the decision is targeted to do, I would be tying that risk. If we do not make this decision now or within the next 10 days or whatever that timing is, what is the impact to the organization? What is the impact to the project? And what, most importantly, is the impact to the people? Now, a decision could be that we don't do anything, but we have to accept the risk that goes along with not making a decision in terms of those three areas, the organization, the project, and the people. It, it sounds a, a lot like the Cadence problem-solving tool. It truly is. For those of people, our listeners that have been through the Cadence methodology course, there is a problem-solving tool that we use to say, what is the problem? In this case, what is the decision? What is the impact on cost, schedule, and performance? What are the recommendations? 
and, or what is the alternatives and what is the recommendation. And as um, a leader, for me to help the CEO make the decision, that's exactly the tool that you use. Uh, we'll make sure to put a link to that tool. Uh, we offer it up on the website. We'll put a direct link to that tool in the notes for this uh, for this episode. It is a very handy form to keep just taped up on the on the wall. Excellent. Uh, now the the question then back to you. You have now you've you've left Cadence. You you unsuccessfully retired, uh, <laughs> and and are now a leader uh, in your own organization, a local community college here in in uh, in Portland. And uh, so in this new leadership role, have the tables turned? Do you find yourself really challenged to make these, um, uh, to make these tough decisions? Yes. It's really interesting to be on the other side of the table now where I am expected to make the decision. And people are looking to me for those decision making. So I turn it around. What are the facts? What are the details that I need? Knowing my time is limited and valued, things that can be communicated to me. What is the impact of the organization if I don't make that decision? So now I ask that of people that report to me. And so it's just really interesting to see the role that I had here at Cadence and what I expect those um, in my new organization to do exactly the same thing so that I can make the right decision. Now, keep in mind that I'm just one piece of the college. So decisions, stakeholder management is huge for me now, much more so than it was here at Cadence. So so you end up doing you know, doing both sets of decision uh, decision making and you eating, do. but it, you're in a kind of a unique position, having spent the last twenty two years developing this and working in this model of preparing the right information, making sure making sure it's presented uh, in a way that's easy to digest and clear, that it's timely, and that the risks are associated with it. That you can coach others in how to do the same thing when they're preparing this sort of cost schedule performance uh, analysis. It's interesting you mentioned that, Pete, because when I was uh, here at Cadence, I didn't realize how much I had grown, that just the skills just kind of grew. And I didn't realize that it was growing in a more disciplined way, that I wasn't an accidental leader. It was in the end, I was actually grooming myself to be that leader uh, so that I can be a leader of leaders. And so that's my new rule my new organization. So it's an exciting leadership opportunity for me, but I greatly value the skills that I've had here at Cadence to take those forward to make me an effective leader. Well, uh, congratulations on your success again, and uh, this has been a, a, great, uh, a great conversation. Do you have any final words of wisdom to impart on folks, or did we catch it all? Well, I think it's really clear, um, no matter what you do, that you communicate clearly and concisely because I don't like any gray areas, and that was a, a, one of the company cultures here at Cadence, too, was not that everything was you know, black and white, but indeed, be consistent with your messaging. Be consistent across the organization, because uh, you have to watch your words carefully as a leader, and much more so now than ever before for myself, is that people hang on to every word you say, and uh, it's not how you say it, but you know, what you say is super, super important. So I encourage people to watch their words closely, to watch their body language closely as well. The more you get into a leadership role, the more things are looked at. And so to be an effective leader, just watch yourself and, and be the right kind of leader that you were designed to be. Great words to end it on. Connie Plumman, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Pete. It's indeed a pleasure. If you are listening to this podcast on our website, make sure you click that little purple button that says iTunes. It'll, uh, you can head over to iTunes, subscribe for free. You will automatically receive uh, Ask Cadence, the project management podcast, every week. And make sure you don't miss a single episode. 
In the meantime, on behalf of Connie, my name is Pete Wright. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next week on Ask Cadence, the Project Management Podcast.